grabs her wrist, saying, Leave me to die, will you? As they struggle for the gun, they back into the piled up sacks of gold. Hoppy yells, Look out! But it's too late. Sacks fall over. And they completely bury Calico and Silver Fox, and they're crushed beneath the weight of the gold. At this moment, Sagebrush comes in the door, last picture, and says, Hey, I thought I heard something crash. Where's Calico? Hoppy replies, Buried under the spoil she stole. There's enough of it here to rebuild Sulphur City into the decent community you folks have always wanted, Sagebrush. Lucky for Hoppy that those bags fell over just when they did. Yes, saved Hoppy. But wasn't it awful the way those sacks fell on Calico? Mm-hmm. It just goes to prove sometimes that if all you think about is money and yourself, it can do you no good, even when you think you do have it. Yes, it's better to be unselfish and share it, li- like giving the bigger half of the apples to your friend. That's a very wonderful thought. Yes, it is, isn't it? Now? Oh, is Prince Valiant next like he was last week? Well, let's turn over the page and see. Yes, there he is on page three. Oh, good. Val's been having the most interesting adventure, and he's come to the most interesting place, and I want to find out more about it. Very well, then. Let's read Prince Valiant in the days of King Arthur. Eckert, Breckert, Grey Malkin, and Quince. Music romantic for a fair, fair prince. <laughs> High in the Alps, Prince Val and his companions take shelter in a monastery. From here they hope to find a pass over the mountains, for all other roads to Rome are blocked by enemies. The monastery is a fortress, for this is the 5th century, and from the east and the north the pagan hordes come, wave upon wave, like a tide that sweeps all Europe and even to Africa. But even so, brave men leave the safety of its walls to teach Christianity in a turbulent world. Last picture, top row, we see one of these friars as he goes out from the castle to go into the world and preach the word of God to the people. First picture, next row, we see a scholar working among his holy books. It is such men as these who live in this monastery. Val, in the picture in the middle of the page, goes to the abbot, who is the head of the monastery, and tells him of his mission to Rome and asks his insistence. The abbot listens to his story and readily agrees to help Val. Last picture of the row, he calls for a guide to show Val the pass over the mountains. The guide comes in, and Val goes with him to prepare for the journey. As the two walk along slowly, the guide tells Val, The way is long and perilous. You will need special clothing and equipment. First picture, bottom row, he takes Val to the workshop. And there, the guide has Val fitted with warm clothes. And he says, Only by using these garments of quilted chamois skins can you survive the bitter cold. Alas, you and your friends will need our entire supply. When Val realizes that he's going to use up the entire supply of chamois skins, which are much like a deer skin, he says to the guide, Well, tell me where I may find these chamois, and I'll bring back a new supply of skins. Maybe the people in the monastery aren't such good hunters as Val is. Maybe so. And next week, maybe we'll go on one of these hunting trips with Val. Oh, that'd be fun. Yes. Well, now let's go over the page. Oh, and... oh there's Br'er Rabbit. Yes, Uncle Remus <laughs> and his tales of Br'er Rabbit. And that I'll read right away. Say the magic words with me. 
Hippity hoppity, make it a habit to give us music for old Br'er Rabbit. Uncle Remus says, When Br'er Rabbit gets the spring fever, he tries mighty hard to keep it. Yes, this is the day when Br'er Rabbit has spring fever, and he's lying under a tree on the hill, carrying on a conversation with little old Br'er Junebug, who is buzzing around in front of him. Br'er Rabbit says, Br'er Junebug, folks don't give you credit for being as smart as you is. And little old Br'er Junebug, he says, You existed. And at this moment, Br'er Fox, a club in hand, tiptoes up behind Br'er Rabbit. And he knocks Br'er Rabbit out. And as Br'er Rabbit lies there unconscious, Br'er Fox picks him up by the ears, saying, I'm going to put this rabbit where he ain't never going to see no more springtime. <laughs>